1: Welcome to the Bustle Huddle. I'm your host, Jada Gomez, the executive editor at Bustle today's episode is going to be a little different it's going to be a one-on-one interview with none other than abby jacobson and our editors get to speak to incredible people just like abby all of the time whether in person or over the phone and we really wanted to bring these special conversations to you guys in a fresh new way on the bustle huddle so this is our first and you can look forward to a bunch of these conversations in the coming season Someone you'll be hearing from a lot in these special episodes is Bustle's senior books editor, Christina Ariola.
2: Hey, Christina. Hey, Jada. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. and happy to be here to talk about books. Yes.
1: So, Christina, you were lucky enough to chat with Abby over the phone to discuss her new book. But before we play that conversation, can you tell us a little bit about the book? Like, you're definitely my go-to when it comes to things that I want to check out to read.
2: Yeah, so this is the first um, nonfiction book by Abby Jacobson. It's called I Might Regret This, Essays, Drawings, Vulnerabilities, and Other Stuff. And it is an essay collection that recounts her road trip across the United States. So she drove from uh, New York to Los Angeles right after a really bad breakup. And she kind of stopped a long way in all of these like really interesting towns and cities throughout the country And on this drive, she sort of worked out a lot of stuff within herself that she'd been grappling with about her career, about love, um, about relationships, about, you know, coming out as bisexual. Um, And so it is really just like a, you know, wrenching but hopeful account of, you know, one young woman's reckoning after a really bad heartbreak. And I think that that's something that I feel like everyone has sort of like dreamed about doing and writing and to have someone of Abby Jacobson's caliber and humor be the one to write it. Um, feels really relatable.
1: Exactly. Now, you got me completely with the idea of taking a road trip after a breakup. That's something that, like, I feel like everyone wants to just, like, reset. But with work and responsibilities, it's hard to do that. So I'm totally down. And I love the fact that the word vulnerabilities is is right there in the title. Like, she's super, super open there.
2: Yeah. So we actually talk about this in the interview. And she actually kind of has mixed feelings about having the word vulnerabilities in that title, um, which she'll talk about in her own words. But, you know, title or no title, it is a very vulnerable book. And she really does get into like the gritty hard stuff that happens after a breakup. And she does it just with a lot of humor. And it's really poignant and really honest. And I just I would highly recommend it to anyone. And like you said, it's something I mean, everyone most people, I guess
1: 99.9% of people have experienced a really rough heartbreak. So who would you recommend this book
2: to? Yeah, this is absolutely going to be a go-to book for me, for friends who are going through heartbreak. Um, But I think it's also just a really good book if you're at a point in your life where you're sort of unsure about the direction of your future. She does talk a lot about, you know, her days as um, starting out as a comedian in New York and, you know, not getting the roles that she wanted. And so, you know, creating something on her own, creating Broad City. And so it really is a book about reinvention and forging a way forward in spite of losses, in spite of rejections, in spite of heartbreaks. And so I think it's just a really good book for anyone who just really needs a push forward into the future. That sounds incredible. I can't wait to get my hands on it. When does it come out? Actually, it's out today. So wherever you want to buy your books, you can check it out today.
1: Okay, so with that, let's get right into your interview with Abby Jacobson.
2: Hi, how's it going? Hey, Abby, how are you? Hey, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a little early. Are you in New York or are you out west? I am in New York. It'd be crazy if I was out west, right? I'd be like really... Yeah, like, that's what uh-huh. I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for uh, joining hey, us. Yeah, was, um, sorry. Sorry. I was sneezing. <laughs> Go ahead. What did you just say? <laughs> no, That's so funny. Isn't there... There is a section in your book where you talk about if if I sneeze while driving, how do I like stay alive or something like that? Like... I, don't I mean, know, right? I feel like there was like a really funny phrase about sneezing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it is a it is a a danger zone for sure.
2: Um awesome. So, I just finished reading the book yesterday, so it's like very fresh in my brain right now. I was wondering actually, so the whole book is about this road trip that you went on after this really bad breakup. And I wonder which idea came first? Was it the idea for the road trip or the idea for the book?
0: Um it was a mix of stuff, you know, I I had also been just working so much. I, I really I went on it right after we wrapped editing, uh right after we like sort of locked in season four of Broad City. So I needed a like some sort of break. And so I had been wanting to do something like that. And then I sort of as a tried and true uh workaholic is I create like a project in which to like do the experience and force myself to to like, oh, I'll, create a project around something. Uh, so if I create this project out of it, I can kind of kill two birds with one stone.
2: <laughs> so did you write it while you were on the road or did it, did you write it afterwards? Um, I, I took like a lot of notes
0: while I was on the road, but more like journaling and stuff. I couldn't write it while I was, while I was doing it just because so much of it was me driving by myself. So, uh, I would have spent the all the time in every city writing. Uh, and I needed to try to experience it as well. So I wrote it um after I wrote it like the year after and sort of like rewrote and rewrote
2: and what was your feeling? like, I guess so, like while you were in the midst of this road trip, it was obviously like this very like introspective, and like you had a lot of feelings about everything. and then coming back to that a year later and kind of being able to, I guess step back a little bit more objectively and you know, look at how you were feeling during that road trip. Was that a strange experience?
0: Totally. I mean, whenever you look back at anything that you experience or write about specifically, you always sort of come at it with a new point of view. But also, um, I mean, that's kind of the experience of like editing anything, like reworking something. And I guess now it's a little bit over a year since I went on the trip, but I guess I finished it before that year mark. But yeah, I mean, I definitely look at it differently. I'm, I'm so happy I, even though the book is called I Might Regret This, I'm so happy I did it and went on the road trip. And, you know, some, some things you feel you, like, kind of don't ever, like, they don't go away. They just kind of shift a little bit. So, Yeah, I don't know if I'm I'm answering your question clearly, but (laughs) yeah, I mean, it's it's, I think it's a mixed bag of of feeling like, wow, I'm 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 happy, I'm far away from that, and also like, oh, still feel that. You know what I mean?
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, Um, yeah, yes. The book is called "I Might Regret This." Um, Where did that title come from? So, I could not come up with a title for this
0: book. It took me so long. I was like, for like. I would probably say a good month, the publisher was like, we need a title. And I have pages and pages in this notebook where I was like brainstorming and I could not come up with the title. And we were writing season five at the time. And uh, in the writer's room, you know, the City Writers Room was really small. And there was one night where it was after writing, and I was with Paul W. Downs and Lucia and Yellow, who both write on the show with me, and I was telling them how I like cannot figure out the title. And Paul said, well, you know, how do you feel about the book? And this is a, was really, I was really in the thick of it. I sort of, I don't know why I keep writing books on top of Broad City, so it makes it extra hard. And um, I was like, I don't know, it might be the most, like, idiotic thing I've ever done. And he said, within five minutes, why don't you call it, I might regret this. And I was like, well, that's it. And I'm happy that my month-long brainstorm." I just, like, should have just come to you immediately. Uh, So Paul, W
2: Downs,
0: uh, just gave it to me in five minutes.
2: (laughs) I love when that stuff happens, though. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's all just so simple in the end. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And you also sometimes need somebody who knows you really well to just, like, clear it up for you.
2: Yeah. And the second part of the title is really interesting to me as well. The essays, drawings, vulnerabilities, and other stuff. I think it's really interesting that you included the word vulnerabilities, you know, right there on the front of the book, especially because, you know, it seems to me like you spent a lot of time writing this sort of fictionalized version of yourself for Broad City. And then this book is so very much about who you are, really. I mean, was that sort of terrifying to kind of put that on the page for the first time?
0: Um, yeah, it definitely was, you know, to be honest, I didn't want that subtitle. Like I came up with that. Like I wrote that second part, but I, I wanted it to just be the title, but, um, that's sort of where publishers make it a little clearer for the, the person walking through the bookstore what the book is. So, <laughs> but I'm, I'm happy I did because it, it does sort of clarify what you're getting into. And I think it makes you want to pick it up a little more, but yeah, I, I mean, that was sort of like the whole reasoning for the book. Like I really was learning to sort of write in this more long form essay style and be more vulnerable. So it goes into like super heavy vulnerability. And then there's like a list about adult concerns in like a wildly inappropriate arrangement. Uh, but, you know, I, I did that mix on purpose to, to sort of balance it too. I don't think you really want to be in that heavy, vulnerable place, like constantly while reading?
2: Yeah, definitely. It's very unconventional. There is one section that's like a list of different types of bagels and like a story that goes with each one. And I I loved that portion. I thought that it was so funny. But then it was also just like there was the Bergen bagels one just like hit me in the heart. It was just like one of those things where it was like humor and like vulnerabilities all mixed up together. Um, And I thought it was really beautiful.
0: Thank you. Yeah. Like, you know, when I, when you're driving so long for yourself, you like just think of like everything, you know, and like the most random things, but that, that little chapter, you know, yeah, it's, I can stupidly list my favorite bagels, but it's really, you I mean, yeah, maybe a couple are actually the best bagels taste wise, <laughs> but it's mostly about the experience around whatever I was doing when I was eating the bagel. So you can do that with anything.
2: Yeah. The bagel spelled particularly in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I really appreciated that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Bergen bagel. But yeah, that one is a, <laughs> a, a good, that was a good memory. That one. This was timed a little weird, this call. So I am going to have to get out of this car at the airport in one minute. I can start stay on the phone, but it might get tricky in one second. Okay. i going to tell you that.
2: <laughs> no worries. Thank you. <laughs> what would you say was the toughest part of this book to write? Um, I mean, I
0: think anytime you're just writing about, not that I do it a lot, but yeah, writing about being heartbroken is, is not like super easy. And that was something I... I figured that out. It just took me a while to probably write the Heartbreak City essay. I, I feel like partially this book is like a very selfish endeavor. I think writing it was like a, an important way to like get through the whole thing. I was like, oh, once you kind of write about something in so much detail, then you can kind of be over it. And, and also just writing, you know, I guess I should say me writing about my deepest, darkest insecurities was most difficult for me. But that was the whole, the whole point of
2: the book. Yeah, and you have, you have an entire essay where you kind of, like, go through worst-case scenarios of running into your ex in L.A. Yeah. Um, which is, like, hilarious because I feel like we've all done that in our own heads. But I, I do wonder, like, do you also sort of go through similar feelings of anxiety when it comes to people reading this book?
0: Do I go through similar anxiety with people reading it, like, what they might think?
2: Um, I mean, I feel like if I were to, you know, sort of write about my heartbreak, I would be most concerned about the person who broke my heart being reading it.
0: Oh, oh, I mean, um, sure. But I, I, you know, I I don't feel like I I wrote anything. that I'm not nervous in that way about that. I, I don't think I really wrote anything. And here is the moment I'm getting out of my car. One moment here. Sorry, guys. Hold on one second. <laughs> no worries. Thanks so much. Have a good one, Drive safe Um okay, I'm gonna get into the airport and find a spot. Okay. Um yeah, I mean I sure I'm since kind of, like, you know, that's a thought, obviously, but I'm not um I don't think I wrote anything anything to be honest, but like nice niceties about the relationship and like me, my feeling about it. So I I I'm not really concerned that concerned about that and also i feel it's like about me and my experience in falling in love with somebody and falling in love with a woman for the first time and so i feel like it's it's just about me if anything i guess i'm like anything you put out in the world that's about you you're like what will anyone think about me but uh that essay is 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 one of my favorites in the book because when i sort of decided to start writing about that um One, I think it's maybe the most relatable essay because even if you don't have an ex that you're thinking about, like, everyone has somebody that they are like, what is the way that I am going to see them? It's going to suck. It's going to be the worst case scenario. Like, you you just, everyone has that. And I have that, like, with more than just this person. Like, I have that with a lot. Like, you're, like, just somebody from the past. And that was an essay where I really heightened, like, my voice in the book. Like, it's a little different, so it's, like, honest, but it's, like, a heightened version of me, if that makes sense. It's, like, more of a rambling, anxious version.
2: Yeah. And it also, like, you take it to the point where it just is so ridiculous that you kind of have to step back and be like, okay, this is, like, getting a little bit out of hand. it was so
0: fun to write. I mean, there are so many of those that I cut. Like, there are so many more situations that I wrote, um, that I cut because it was too long already. But um, yeah, I I think everybody can relate to to that
2: feeling. Yeah, definitely. And the book is not only about, you know, you dealing with this heartbreak. There's also a really powerful section on your professional insecurities as well, which I really appreciated. And you talk about how you still, I mean, you actually made a list (laughs) of things that still make you insecure in your professional life. And um, I wonder what was like, what was the experience of yeah, writing about that?
0: That was, that was probably one of the, the main essays that I was, like, nervous about, too, because I don't think that those are things that people usually admit. And I don't know. I, I You know, over the past, you know, Alana and I have been doing that for, like, 10 years now, even though, some, you know, the TV version has been for about six. But I feel like I've really grown up, in, like, just grown up in general, but also grown up as, like, a... All the different roles I play on the show. So, as a writer, producer, director, actor, all these things, and learned so much in the process that I was like, oh, this is something I really want to write about, but also acknowledge the fact that, like, I still have all of these insecurities. And I think if you, I think they're, like, important to have. Like, if you don't have them, like, something's off. Like, you gotta, like, you have to constantly be checking yourself, kind of. And, it, and it's also okay. Like, it, it only makes you better. Yeah, I agree.
2: And I think it's important to, you know, see people like you kind of playing it so. out I'm like that. I'm happy to hear you say that. So just a final question. Um, what was your favorite destination on your road trip?
0: Um, hmm. I would say maybe,
2: maybe Marfa
0: in, in West Texas. I knew some people there. That was like one of the, I didn't really know a lot of people while I was on the trip, but I knew people there. So I had like a, a really like good inn in the town so I like, got to see everything because someone was like showing me around and um, that like the sky in Marfa is so incredible I had never experienced that and I like rented a bike from the little hotel I was at and just rode around town and like I mean I could just go back there and, and spend a lot of time but I think it was mostly the the cities that were out west that um, were like I kind of hadn't experienced the sky
2: day or night in that way. I'm actually, I'm from West Texas, and so I'm very familiar. Yeah, I'm from El Paso, which you probably drove through, but... I have flown into El Paso. (laughs) Yeah, um, it's an interesting place, but the sky there in, in West Texas and in New Mexico is always just like so unbelievable. Yeah, it makes you wonder like, why you live anywhere else. I,
0: you're, yeah, when you get out there, you're like, what am I doing here? Yeah. <laughs> or you're just like, this is unbelievable.
2: Yeah. Oh, I actually did have one other question, just like pure okay. curiosity. Um, when you went to Sedona and you had your aura red, <laughs> yeah. um, and, and you were sort of like skeptical about it at first, um, and, and I think you, you talk a little bit about it, but I don't think you actually mentioned what color it was.
0: Oh, you know what? I just
2: posted it. On to my Instagram. Oh, you did? Well, I've been posting these, like,
0: leading up to the launch, I've been posting, like, pictures I took. I'm, like, going on my Instagram to look. Um, Because, weirdly, she, like, the woman didn't get into what the colors meant. Or she might have, and I was already, like, so, like, gone by what the rest of the stuff she was saying. But she didn't, like, get into that. It was more about, like, my chakras. But it looks like on this thing, it was, like, it's, like, green and yellow. Ooh, interesting. But also, it was a, also, it was, like, a printout from a, like, it literally was, like, a bad computer printout. So I guess I didn't take it seriously, <laughs> the, the color. It was, like, yeah, I was, like, very, I was not, clearly, if you, re- you read that essay, I was, like, what is this?
2: It's, yeah, I, th- I think there's always, like, a little bit of skepticism, but then whenever you, like, talk to people, it, it, I feel like... I think you, you came out of that experience feeling like you had gotten something out of it. Oh,
0: she, like, told me, that yeah, it, it was crazy. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but it's more about, like, the human connection than about, like, what this, like, picture from a computer is telling exactly. you.
0: Exactly. If I had just taken that, that photo and like, then gotten some note card that told me what the colors meant, I would have been like, this is so bullsh**. But the fact that she, like, talked me through it, whatever she talked me through, I was like, okay, I believe in the rock." I believe in the Red Rock, you
2: know. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. And I imagine you're about to get on a flight. So, safe flight. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. And sorry for the timing. I'm like, yeah. I hope it didn't No, happen. no worries. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Have a good one.
1: Thank you so much for that, Christina, and you'll definitely be hearing a lot more from her in episodes to come, because she's incredible, as you can tell. Be sure to grab Abby's book, I Might Regret This, Essays, Drawings, Vulnerabilities, and Other Stuff, out today. Go get it. I cannot wait to put this in my Amazon cart and live my best life. The Bustle Huddle is produced by Anna Parsons, Julia Shu, and Michaela Heck. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. And definitely hit us up with comments because we'd love to hear from you. I'm your host, Jada Gomez, and I will see you next week. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers. Hunt for muddy puddles. And bravely explore exciting places with Peppa Playsets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.